and welcome to Crafting a Revolution, the podcast. My name is Katie Freeman, and I'm one of your hosts. Every week, we bring you interviews with makers and artists of all kinds from all over the world that identify as female, non-binary, or transgender. This episode's guest is Tyler Hill. Tyler Hill started crafting her first project in 2010 when she was pregnant with her daughter. A few paints, brushes, and wooden letters later, she was home crafting a sign for her nursery. It was after completing the sign to match her Hello Kitty nursery that she decided she loved it and wanted to do more. Friends who came over to her home and saw her handmade sign wanted to know where they could get one, so she started making signs for their babies as well. In 2013, Tyler decided to create an online website, Facebook, and Instagram and share her work with others. Crafting signs, crosses, painting, lettering, and even learning to redecorate furniture has brought her a bigger love than she ever imagined. It is her peace, bringing her calm and release after a tough day. Creating something from scratch is a humble feeling, and sharing it with others is even more comforting than anything. Tyler looks forward to sharing her tips, tricks, videos, laughs, and more during DIY journeys and crafting fun. Um, I really enjoyed learning more about Tyler, the things that she enjoys when she's not making, um, the classes that she's running, all kinds of fun things. So um, happy to get to share this conversation with you. Before hopping on into our conversation, though, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Matthew from Artigiano Serio, Candice, CJ Woodgrain, Lee, Lee Runyon, Annette, 513 Woodworks, Katie Thompson, Women of Woodworking, Kevin, Lefty's Woodshop, Christy, Twisted Twine, Jeremy, Jeremy Spies, Sammy, Go Sammy Lee, Rachel, Moody Makes, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Brandy, Studio Obey, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your continued support um, making this podcast happen every week. On that note, uh, one more thing before we hop into the episode. As I've shared on here and kind of have been talking about for the last several months, um, most of you know that I recently started grad school, um, which means my time is now um, a finite resource. That being said, um, I think this is a great opportunity to do something that I've kind of been thinking about for a while and wanting to do for a while um, and maybe just didn't have the push to get that done. And that is to bring on guest hosts. So I am putting together a Google form if you may be interested in um, hosting an episode or two or three or four. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna put together a Google form for you to complete, answer some questions for me, cause we gotta make sure like this is a good fit and that you have the right equipment and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but I really do feel like, you know, we're almost at four years of this podcast going on. You all have heard my voice plenty. And I think it's time to let others have the mic and talk with artists that they admire 
and um, just get to share not only their story, but stories of um, others that resonate with them. So if this sounds like something that you are interested in, please reach out to me. You can send me a direct message on Instagram to either um, Crafting a Revolution or Freeman Furnishings. Um, and also just, I'll, I will post stories, multiple stories when I get the Google form up for people to fill out. So kind of keep tabs on that. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this. I hope to have lots of you um, step up and want to do this. Um, and, and maybe this starts becoming a, a community effort. So um, let me know and uh, we will chat about it and see where it goes from there. All right, now with no further ado, let's hop into the conversation with Tyler Hill. Um, I like to start by asking my guests to introduce themselves. Would you do that for me? Absolutely. Well, I am Tyler Hill and I live in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, I am 33. I own my own woodworking. I do custom builds and home decor projects. Um, we also teach woodworking classes and been doing the trade. I self-taught um, myself over 10 years ago. Wow. That sounds really old now. Um, <laughs> and the um, it started for me. Um, I was pregnant with my daughter and um, she's now 11 and I, I couldn't figure out anything. Like I wanted to decorate her room and I just hated everything. Mm -hmm. And it felt like the furniture I bought for her nursery as she was kind of aging like into toddler years, like nothing just fit. And so that's how it started. I blame that. And I, uh, I started doing children's stuff first, really small things. And then friends had kids and then they wanted stuff and then it just kept going. And here we are today. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a little bit about me. So before that, had you had any like interaction with tools or making? The only tool I owned was um, a drill, a common just drill. Mm -hmm. Um, not even like a high voltage drill, like a, you know, one of those crappy <laughs> ones that you buy from like Walmart or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walmart heart tools are great. I'm not, but, um, no, I had it like a, no, I painted a lot. I will say I was a painter. I avidly painted a lot, but putting two pieces of wood together, what? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. When you say painting, are you talking like just painting, like decorating the house or like painting, painting like murals and small canvas? Yeah, I was really, I was really into calligraphy lettering mm -hmm. and um, I went to a community college and, you know, they want you to take electives. So I was taking like all the let fancy lettering classes and um that's so then I would find that making like abstract art and putting like lettering over it was was you know cool it was like the thing you know and um people you know people love seeing their names mm -hmm. elegantly written so that's kind of what I did for a while and um now I put it on wood so <laughs> <laughs> not not canvases yeah yeah well I want to know a little bit more like about kind of your general story, like where did you grow up, and you know what kind of things were you interested in 
as you progressed into adulthood. Oh, wow. Girl, that's a, we're going to have to be on here for days. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I grew up actually in Virginia, in the, well, West Virginia and Virginia. I grew up on the East Coast. My parents are both from Oklahoma originally, but when they split, we lived out East with my mom. And um, growing up, I was into soccer and dance and I ran track and I was like really kind of into sports. Um, I have youngest of six. Oh, wow. I have a, my, there's a set of triplets in my family and they were always excelling at like everything. So me being like right behind them was just kind of like, I have to catch up. Like I have to do what they do and be as good as them. And it was just like, you know, the identity crisis when you're mm-hmm. trying to be like your sibling who had state track records and did everything amazing. So growing up, you know, um, I felt like, yeah, I was always like the black sheep, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the youngest, the raunt, overlooked, you know, but um, no, and I definitely could tell you if you would have asked me as a, a youth to sand a board, I would have just looked at you weird. And I um, I was also adopted. So I was adopted as a ch- as a baby. So my parents that I am speaking of are my adoptive parents. I don't know my biological parents. Um, And then I kind of transitioned over to teenage years and I moved out to Oklahoma with my dad. And uh, never really knowing the guy. So that was interesting. Complete opposite of moms. So that was very interesting. Um, Mom's like strict. Dad's like, do whatever you want. Um, And then I, you know, dad's like, do whatever you want. So like, you don't tell a teenager to do whatever they want. And so I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> let's just say I was that, I was that teenager. I was in trouble. I got suspended. I, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know who that person was, but I drove my dad crazy, you know, boyfriends, all of it, you know, mm-hmm. all of the things. And, um, you know, we kind of was like, it kind of put a, a, um, a little barrier between us for a while, but, you know, I think it took a few years for him to be like, yeah, she was. So he was 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, you know, doing stupid stuff. Like I thought I was in Fast and Furious once and tried to race cars. I don't <laughs> recommend. Um, apparently you get in trouble with the law. And yeah. then <laughs> I am not Vin Diesel. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then I, I I got I started going to college, you know, did the whole like, it was like, okay, well, you're supposed to go to college after you know high right. school, whatever. So after I got done being in trouble all the time, I went to college and grew up and then um my daughter was with her dad for like 10 years and um had my daughter when I was 22 and you know a stigma was always like oh you had your daughter young you're gonna miss out you know and I'm like you know what I do not regret having her at 22 I do not it was hard don't get me wrong to get through college with a toddler on your hip but I, I would do it again because you know I mean, I'm going to be like 40 and she's going to be, I'm an investor. I mean, I don't regret it because now we like now that she's 11 and she kind of has her own identity and I kind of let her choose what, how she wants to express herself. It's really nice, you know, it's more, I feel like we have a good bond. Um, And, but yeah, so I went to Oklahoma State University for my undergraduate in hospitality. I was like a restaurant manager, hotels for 10, 10 years as well. Um, but yeah, and then 
I switched over and got my master's in accounting because I worked in I worked in hotels and um, I was always being really good at accounting. Um, but it was always something that like I never I was like too, I guess, ashamed to admit like, oh, you're a nerd. You like accounting, you know, like, like numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember um, taking like extra accounting classes as my electives at Oklahoma State and the, who takes accounting as an elective, first of all. And yeah, I just. Uh, so I got switched over in the restaurant from restaurant manager to like accounts payable. And then I went to accounting and then, yeah, so it's kind of eloped in the accounting world. But you know what I will say is I learned as I'm learning, like as I was transitioning and getting my master's in accounting and transitioning in my field of like my day job. Yeah. I found that it really also gave me the golden nuggets for my woodworking business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I took the accounting master's program, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to apply this to how I run my business. Like what? So it really actually just helped me manage my money, manage my taxes, small business, starting investments, tax, like all of it. Yeah. So um, it was kind of, I mean, to me, it was like double worth the crazy debt that we go to college for. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so, yeah, that's what I do during the day. I'm an accounting manager for a nonprofit organization. And then um, I was laid off during COVID. Who wasn't? Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know about you, but I know for COVID for me, I have like orders just, I couldn't catch up. Like I was like, what is going on? People just got laid off in America and they're buying furniture. Like, <laughs> like, my orders tripled and I'm like, what is happening? Like if I, I and I was laid off too. So I'm over right. here trying to save money and I'm like, nope, can't spend nothing. We won't buy nothing. But everyone's like, hey, I need this made. Can you fix this? Can you come and do this? I've always wanted this done. And I'm like, what? And I know, I know like a lot of it was us sitting around at home, nothing to do. So then you're sitting there looking at a table that you've had for years and you're like, you know, I've always wanted to fix that table. Well, I'm not doing anything, but I don't want to do it. So let me go find someone. So uh, COVID really ramped us up on orders and just networking opportunities. Um, It was crazy. Even like I networked with so much more many people in our woodworking community during COVID because of or virtual options yep, yep, than yep. I could have ever said ever, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like we thrived to talk to someone else who was like us. Cause we couldn't be with someone right. else. <laughs> yeah. So, no. Yeah. I am. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I, um, when I'm not, when I'm not, first of all, when am I not building? <laughs> um, people always ask me like, when you're not building, what do you do? And I'm like, yeah, what do I do? um I don't really watch tv so if you ask me like my favorite Netflix series or movie it's going to be from probably like the early 2000s because I don't really watch tv um I would my I love bright colors Uh, that's something I really really love is just Mm -hmm. making something with just putting all the colors into a project like when I can really just put my color on it I really just it's passion um but you know Oklahoma loves rustic style thing and there's not a lot of color in there and which is interesting because I've I've driven through the um panhandle of Oklahoma just on the way to Texas and like it's all just brown (laughs) it is so I'm like, why would you want rustic? Like, let's let's put some color. Oh my gosh! There. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I love color, and then like 
I get, it gets really crazy. Like I had an order last year. I mean, I probably like all Christmas was just like, okay, what color would you like? And I send them color samples and like, and I'm like, I'm like, I bet you it's going to be brown, white, black, espresso, Jacoby. Yeah. yeah. And then this lady comes back and she's like, do you have yellow? And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) did you say yellow? (laughs) Actually, I do. Let me give you all the yellows I have. No. So I don't, you're right. It is so brown. And then they just add more brown. And I'm like, right. I don't know. So, <laughs> my car is yellow. So, I mean, okay. that goes to tell you about you me. Probably, but you probably stick out. Yeah. <laughs> people know. And my, my company logo, you know, the camera's a little bright, but it's bright, hot pink. I mean, like, I was like, mm. well, my husband and I did this together. We're divorced now. But when we did this together, he was like, because I was like, oh, let's do like, I was going to do some crazy colors. Okay, yeah. I'm like, you picking your, when you're picking your, what do you call it? Logo and your image. And I'm like, oh, we should do like neon green and pink. And he's like, what? No, absolutely not. Like, so I was like, yeah, you're right. Because if you're a guy, I should balance this, you know, and plus black is slimming. So yeah, we should do black and like lime or hot pink. So he settled for the hot pink. He wasn't really thrilled about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and then only other thing I have, girl, I have been through so much that I think that's what causes me to have such a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, just bad things that's occurred over time in my life. And then I'm, I'm like, oh, this Wednesday. Wait, hold on. This Wednesday is my one year in remission. Oh, congrats. Yeah. From stage two gastric cancer, I um, I can't even talk because I every time I try to talk about it, I get really emotional. Um, but yeah, I did nine months of like really rigorous chemo and radiation. Um, I had some stomach dissection. I had gallbladder. I had removed. I had lots of things that I guess I didn't need taken out. Um, <laughs> but an, an ultimate overall change, just mm-hmm. an overall change of how you can eat, how you perceive the world, how like your body, you know, listening, really in tuning with my body. Um, take, you take for granted when you're sitting around just doing whatever you want with your body, you know? And, um, you know, like I, I'm not trying to talk negatively on anyone who sits around and eats Cheetos or anything all day, but I'm just saying that like, we really take our body for granted. Yeah. And, um, I, it's an, it was an eye opener and it's an honor to be here. And, um, it was a tough battle. And the entire time that I went through chemo, like one of the things that I kept saying was like, um, rest, um, you know, yeah. whatever, rest. And I'm rest. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I noticed that I went to a deep depression. Like I went to a deep depression. I was like, I can't just sit here. Like, I can't undo this. Like throwing up all the time. And either you're in the bed or you're in the toilet, like girl. Mm-mm. So I, I decided to launch the woodworking classes while I was going through. <laughs> and I launched the first class and it sold out. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, now what do I do? Like, what did I just do? Like, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be resting. And so we launched the class. We prepped the class. We had the class. It was amazing. And then the next class sold out. And then I had a waiting list. And then the next class, it was just so overwhelming. And um. And it was hard. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. What people saw on Instagram and Facebook was what I wanted them to see. But behind the scenes, it was like I was, <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I was so 
fulfilled. It was so fulfilled. Um, not only that, because the first class was women, it was a women's class only. I am huge on women empowerment, endorsing women's small business. Like that's a passion of mine. Um, actually, I'm promoting a pop-up shop, just women's small businesses only. So the first class was all women and it was amazing watching them come out of their comfort zones of or maybe learning tools, you know, some yeah. people never knew how to load a drill bit, you yeah. know, they're like, okay, so what do I do with this? You know, so we need more of that because the stigma in society of women are supposed to only be yeah. this, this and this. It's just like, we're, I think, I think it's like the number one, the desire is there. And then like by, by women and like, I definitely feel like the tides are changing in um, this field. So in se September, I'm going to teach my first um, women's only woodworking class. Too, so. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, you know, I can't someone, wait to see when you post all the footage. <laughs> yeah, someone reached out to me uh, via like uh, community college and stuff. So it's um, gonna be fun. And the wait list, I, I just learned the wait list is long enough for another three classes. Uh, so it's, it's definitely gonna be fun. Currently, I do like a once a month, just kind of club meeting just for like, those who identify as uh, female and non binary and trans like, because I want to make it a super safe space. Yeah. Um, so I have that once a month where it's just kind of like, I, I end up teaching, but it's not specifically for teaching, but it's kind of, that gave me a little bit of the bug of just watching like this group of women come in and be terrified of the wood yeah. shop. <laughs> and like, but then like, even just within the first like night and like showing them, you know, a couple of the tools and then watching them feel like, like insane, like, man, I feel like a badass being able yes. to do this. Like, yes. it's just, I don't know. Get, I just got chills just thinking about it. So it's like a, it's a really cool feeling to be a part of that, to watch. Are you nervous? Um, I, or you're yes just like, and no. I mean, no, yes, I am a bit nervous. Um, probably the thing that always makes me the most nervous is um, I'm scared someone's going to get hurt on my watch. Um, that Because I've had it happen in my own shop. Um, and yeah, it's... Yeah. And so, you know, I'm always like, am I remembering every single last thing safety wise to teach them before they walk up to this tool? You know, that's that's always the thing that makes me the most nervous. But once we I'm sure once we get through kind of the tool part, like I'll chill. A little bit. <laughs> well, you off off this, we yeah. can discuss liabilities. I, I learned a lot on that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, that's a fear I have. Any, it's a valid fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the benefit for me of like being under the community college umbrella for this. Like, they yes. all the insurance for yes. it. Yes, I was about <laughs> to say that. I was like, but you have the community college, so technically you're kind of safe. Yeah, it's still just more like because, like, uh, you know, luckily I didn't get sued by the person who got hurt in my own shop. Um, it's more about like it crashed their confidence and it took them a long time to like come back to trying a tool again. And I yes. just don't want to do that to somebody else. Like, yeah, 
even though it was an accident, right? It wasn't like I intentionally got somebody hurt. Um, <laughs> that's, so, that's so true, though. Because yeah. I know we had an apprentice. Um, she's a dear friend of mine. And when we were doing our busy season, I hired her on. And um, we, she also wanted to learn tools yeah. that she never got to experience. And then so we were teaching her on the table saw and, um, you know, that table saw. Mm-hmm. And it, she got a kickback. And she needed a moment. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm just standing over there in my head thinking like, don't quit. Don't quit. Please don't yep. quit. Like, yes. It's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, she took a moment. She kind of was like, I need a moment. I need a break after that. And then you could tell when she returned back to try again, she's like, all right, I, I can do it. I was like, are you sure? Because one of my biggest rules is if you are slightly uncomfortable, then you are yeah. slightly not safe. And that's yeah. just my philosophy. Yeah. Like you can slight, like slightly can ha- make accidents happen. Mm-hmm did it again she was she was pretty good so yeah and that's great I mean yeah my experience was a was a quit you know and that's and that's okay and like they didn't necessarily come back to they went through like community college type classes to like get back into tools and that's fine um but yeah and I look at you you're in the community college yeah I know (laughs) I'm gonna come back to you Um, so that's walking the door and be like, I'm back. That's right. That's the, uh, that's really the, the biggest fear I so, have is that. What's the community college? Uh, it's called Kirkwood community okay. college. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's local in the area. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing news. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's one of those things I don't think I fully like have uh, digested because I also started grad school and that's like really what's stressing me. I right saw now. that. <laughs> so, I saw that. You understand? You went. You went and got your master's. <laughs> I know, man. What was I, the whole time? The whole program? I literally would sit in front of the computer doing calculus, saying, "Why did I do this? Who? Why? Why? Who purposely put me? Like why?" <laughs> putting myself in debt to do harder a calculus right. harder accounting harder right. macro like what was I thinking yeah but I learned so much that I I think I learned more on how to run my business than I did in my day job <laughs> yeah do you think like you're gonna do you have the dream for the for your woodworking business and teaching to become full-time or or do you want to keep it kind of you know, okay, so <laughs> I've been asked this before. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the funny story that here's my philosophy. Okay. Um, I find that you need outlets when you have mental health and you, mm-hmm. everybody, I mean, we're in a world where everybody is feeling some mm-hmm. mental health crisis, yep. whatever it is. And I thought about it. There was a moment in time where I could have just, when, well, COVID, when COVID yeah. happened and I got laid off from my main job and I was sitting at home for six months, I was lucrative enough to do this. I was, yeah. but I just sat there and realized that I needed an outlet from the passion mm-hmm. because when you don't have an outlet from the passion then the passion is no longer passionate. It's now it's work. So I realized that I was getting, like, instead of coming out here, like, Right. You know, what we gonna do right. today? It was more like I gotta come out here and make this lady a mud room. You know, like, <laughs> and I felt myself pulling away. Yeah, yeah. So 
I realized that it, I work best having the balance of my day job. Accounting is very therapeutic for me. Numbers are therapeutic for me. I know that sounds crazy. People are like, what? Numbers? <laughs> um, I don't know. Just numbers and accounting and finance. And I and I love one of the things I've done that I, I don't really like run and tell people I do this. Um, but I, I've helped six other female small businesses get started and they're they're doing amazing but literally all it was was a simple conversation of accounting finance and taxes and the rest is you learning marketing advertising and how social works but well, really, i need your phone number after this <laughs> i love it and then, but i'm gonna here's the disclaimer i have to put out there boop, boop, boop. your eyes will gloss over because you're gonna be like what did she just say it's like talking to a doctor and they're like you have and they use all these big medical yeah. terms <laughs> i they start talking in tax world and they're like what <laughs> what i get a depreciation of what on a who and 15 years of where okay yeah anyways if your eyes gloss over that's the only disclaimer i can't help you with <laughs> but yeah so i find that my day job is giving me the norm normalcy and then I, when I want to like, okay, numbers is too much. The kid is too much. Life is too much. I'm going to go out in the shop and, you know, my passion. Yeah. So that's kind of my balance. I enjoy having the balance. Um, when I can't build, people know I'm irritable. When I can't do accounting, people know. Yeah. That's a good question. I think I wanted to ask like, but uh, trying to figure out how to word this differently because I get asked it a lot too, which is especially with, you know, your recent, very recent battle with cancer, plus all of this stuff, like, you know, the typical question is like, how do you do it? And I know kind of the answer is like, you just survive and do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I guess maybe more of the question is, and you kind of hit on it now, like, do you feel it's necessary to keep yourself so busy? Like, is that something that helps you thrive? Yeah, and I'm so, you're, it's not like my therapist. Um, <laughs> by the way, I endorse therapists. If you need one, go get yes. one. Um, all four of them. Um, no, so that's been asking me a lot because it was always like uh, with friends and family and people who know me, they're always like fearful that I do too much to suppress things. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, there's a fly. And um, I, one thing about, I had a, I really had a, what I didn't touch on was I had a really rough childhood. Um, and so given that, I think that um, one of the things that was bestowed over my head a lot was that I would never make it or I would be a failure. And so it was very important to me, I guess, to he from hearing that every day to just now as an adult being like, being the complete opposite, mm -hmm. um, but not by society standards of what they consider yeah. a failure or not by, but me. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, being busy, I guess in my brain is like, I'm not a failure. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a failure. I still am, I'm still succeeding. I'm still doing, I'm still, I haven't given up. And so, but then on the same leg of it, I had to really learn, was it last, yeah, last December, I hit a burnout. That girl took me out for like three days. I hit a burnout and I went and my best friend took my daughter and I went to Padre Island and sat on the beach for like three days. 
And that's how I brought in 2022, <laughs> uh, January 1st, sitting on the beach. And I, um, I hit that burnout so hard that I had to realize that that's when I realized that I've been trying to prove so long of not being a failure and that someone told me that I would always be one that that burnout really opened my eyes to you can slow down and still not be a failure Tyler. right that was really big of me and um now for like 20 2022 since then I really stood up for myself a lot more um I've also learned how to say no mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say yes to everything <laughs> Um, so, and then just really learning how to schedule my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I have empty spots on a calendar. Like <laughs> <laughs> who does that? No, me. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, I've, I've really, I guess, grown up in that department, but yeah, you were, I mean, like that was a known fact that I'm like, how do you do it? You do you ever rest? Do you ever sit down? What are you hiding? What are you running away from? I'm like, I'm not. what so but when I did when I hit that burnout I mean it was my whole body like I girl I've never felt so out of body experience of not being able to feel energized mentally physically emotionally and then asking yourself well why'd you get here you Mm -hmm. know so I love that you're I I mean I yeah (laughs) I I relate though I I think I've uh, evaluated or thought on it enough to understand like I kind of need the craziness like yes I don't know like something about like if I'm down to just like one job honestly I feel so bored bored <laughs> yeah, bored, <I'm> so bored. <laughs> and uh yeah I don't that zaps my creativity and stuff too like I just I don't know. But then I've also really looked at and tried really hard of setting aside time, like to just have a day with the family, like stay off the phone, stay off social, just go do something um, and be there as hardcore as I am, like while working. Mindful in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So when that happens, like when you're out with family, do you, do you still be like, I could be building a bench I could be you know? <laughs> do you ever do um, that I think I like the first time maybe yeah um I did but it was like last fall where I feel like we took not a full week but we took you know quite a few days um on Lake Michigan on the beach and just as a family and I promised them before we left I said I'm not gonna post anything like I might just like for entertainment scroll through tiktok at night but i'm not gonna like worry about you know putting out content and yeah all of these things yeah um and and i did it and it was like amazing you know it's like i took the time to enjoy just watching my kids play on the beach like uh-huh. and i came back feeling so rested and now i'm like okay i want to go back there <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's, let's run away from this real life or at least you know a while <laughs> come back to it but yeah isn't, that, isn't it amazing how just a change in environment and a disconnect can really just ground you mm-hmm. you're like what yeah and then you're like and then you but you gotta also want it you can't go and be grounded and then feel grounded like <laughs> right <laughs> i feel like i have to right <laughs> yeah, so. 
oh, that's one of the things I'm learning is to, I have a racing mind. Mm -hmm. So my downfall is I could be in a board meeting at work and be sitting out here. <laughs> I could be in a board meeting at work and I could be like, you know, did I ever get those L brackets for that table? You know, I didn't think I ever picked up 60 grit sandpaper. Oh my God. You know, like that's literally me. Yeah. So, but then when I get here and I'm doing all the things I'm now in the garage and I'm like, oh man, I should be inside spending time with Cynthia. I should be right in like a gourmet dinner i don't know never stops yep yeah that's that's definitely the way my mind tends to work and it did you know while working uh a day job and work and having my own business i definitely was like always thinking about my business versus what i should be doing <laughs> um what i was getting paid to do um <laughs> right um, we want to go through the things we don't get paid yeah. as much for <laughs> Um, the hustle is harder. Yeah, it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, I just had the first week of grad school. So, which is crazy. Um, and I haven't hit a new rhythm yet, so I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, but I feel like when I'm there, at least this last week, like I had no time to really think about like my business, but the lucky part is I'm going for design. So it's kind of still part of my business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your final exam just built something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I designed this. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Why did I not think of that? <laughs> just take uh, my build to the accounting class and be like, here's my final exam. It costs me 99 cents and then the fraction of tax. Yeah, just make yeah. it a whole <laughs> equation. Exactly. Um, so I want to maybe spend a little time and understand or maybe share if you're open to it. Um, first, I want to ask, like, how do you identify or describe yourself in case people don't watch the video? <laughs> Whatever they want me to be. No. Um, <laughs> okay. So I always laugh at this because. I used to, I don't really care. I, I love everyone, but well, I used to laugh at this because my name is Tyler. And so obviously it's a stigma to be a dude's name, yep. um, but it's not. So just for those who always think it is, um, it is, um, what do you call it? A co-gender, a co- yep. uh, uh, Gender know. neutral. Thank you. A gender <laughs> neutral name. So I always loved it when I would get phone calls asking from Mr. Tyler. Right. And I was just like, well, he's not here right now. Um, <laughs> I would never like deny that right. Mr. Tyler was a guy. <laughs> I in high school, you know how like they make when you're I don't know if they do this anymore, but they the guys had to take that test for the army or whatever it's called, the service oh, thing. Yeah, I don't think okay. They well, do. in high school, 18-year-old yeah. males um have to take this test and they have to send it to the army. I don't know, I guess for drafting purposes. Yeah. Um, Lord, if we drafted people now in this day and age we'd be in trouble um but they'd go to war with their cell phone so anyways i remember they they gave me one <laughs> simply because my name was tyler not because they ever looked at me and i, right. I, I you know what for kicks and giggles because the type of person i was i filled it out and then i got a telephone call from a recruiter for the air force and i <laughs> i'm looking for mr tyler hill and uh, I legit went. I was actually kind of interested. I have uh, one sister and two brothers who were in the service. And my mom was also in the Navy. So, I'm, you know, I love our service members. And I was like, well, for kicks and Googles, why not check it out? This might be a scholarship opportunity to hear girls go 
Right. I can't Mr. Tyler Hill go. <laughs> so I legit showed up and he looked at me like he was in shock. And he was like, uh, I'm looking for Tyler Hill. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and he was like, you're a girl. And I'm like, and? And? <laughs> so anywho, I, I do identify with the pronouns of she and her um but again if you want to call me mr tyler hill i've been called it many times um and i also i'm mixed racially with so much everything but i mean like people are like are you black and i'm like well if you if you if i fill out any um demographic yeah. and there's mixed and there's a mixed column I'm right <laughs> but if it's like it doesn't have mixed and i have to like pick yeah. one i hate that i'm like I'm like, I'm, then I turn into a Karen. I'm like, excuse me, there's not a mixed option on here. You know what I started doing with those? I started, I watched, I don't know, some kind of documentary. Or I just don't fill it out. <laughs> I, I just don't fill it out anymore. Yeah. I stopped filling either. it out because like, we're the only country that does that. But I want to know what the, what's the point? There is no point. To me, to me, it's probably... Um, <laughs> it probably boils down to systemic racism <laughs> so that they not, can't so that they wrong. can you know not hire somebody um <laughs> based on that um I was asked like, what's the point of this yeah yeah there's there's no point so I started not filling out that section and yeah I, I started leaving it blank I had yeah. a lady one time a long time ago she told me that uh, you have to fill this out I was like but do I you don't <laughs> She just looked at me like, you're not going to get this job, basically. Like, that's how she didn't say that. But she looked yeah. at me like, <laughs> I was like, well, if I filled this out, I probably wouldn't have gotten it anyway. So right. let's be real here. <laughs> but now I um, I just, you know, I mix. I just tell people I mix. But now, you know, my dad is Black. He's African-American. Uh, my biological father. I don't really know much about my biological mother's Um background she was a lot of things a lot of things um but I did find a little bit out about my biological parents and um like my adoption case that was closed I got to open up that information and they it gives you everything that pertains to your case up until your final adoption okay every foster home group home wherever you went whatever you did how you breathed what you ate and um everything and um so i learned a lot about the whole court hearing of um them get the state giving them multiple chances to get themselves together or their rights would be terminated and you know they're they were addicts both of them were addicts i was also born with crack cocaine in my system upon birth so i was having withdrawals immediately mm-hmm. out the womb and um it's just um one of the things i don't know what her what she was in total but I do you know based on the paperwork that I read but I I mean I know she was from Detroit area I believe it is actually called Wayne Michigan um but for me I just say I'm mixed if I have to identify if they're like you have to pick one like you know (laughs) like if they if somebody decided to like put all of us in a category based on uh, and Blacks over here, whites over there, Asians over here, like whatever you have. And you like literally you're like, ooh, I probably have to go to the black side. Just yes. saying. Just saying I am honored to be of a woman of color. So there you go. Both now I gotta ask. Both, I mean, really, both professionally and 
your passion work, there's still not a lot of women of color. That's true. In either one of those fields. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I just want to know, like, what's your experience been like? What's it, what's a, a day in Tyler's life look like in those environments? Oh, man. It's in Oklahoma. Add that on there. That's kind of what I was getting at. In a red state. (laughs) In a red state. Um, Oh, so let me, let me, I like to touch on this first and foremost, because it is a passion for me to be a woman of color um, and in a trade like we do. Mm -hmm. Um, No, it is. I always get the the look that's like, like I'm joking. Yeah. Are you going to tell me that you're joking after I say, you know, like I get that a lot, especially here. Um, like, oh, I'm a woodworker. I build furniture. They're like, oh, with your husband. No, actually. But when right. I was married, I actually taught him. I teach him, you know, hey, that's not how you do that. Hey, this is how you should do this. This is how you should angle it. Um, you know, and so automatically it was the assumption that he was the person who built yeah. or it was the assumption that I was just joking or I was um, one guy. What did he call me? Oh, he called me like a off-brand Joanna Gaines and I said well Joanna is amazing but she's a designer her husband builds yeah okay so I I guess if you want to call me an off-brand chip thanks but it doesn't hurt my feelings it doesn't I I I come with the emotion that's going to happen especially where I live there's so many people here that are ignorant in that department that you know I could walk down the street and just say hey and I'm I'm wrong for that Mm -hmm. but I, I found that it was a lonely area for women of color. I did not, I have issues identifying with others um, and especially with builds. So I have last year or um, I did a lot of black business signs and I did a lot of uh, female um, African clean silhouettes and I did a set for my daughter's room um, and I did some flags and I noticed on my social pages I had to delete a lot of negatory comments Mm -hmm. because all I posted was just a black queen silhouette that said unapologically black or I posted a black business sign for a local black business who wanted it in her store and it was just like the comments I received you know and um I didn't respond to them I just removed them from the page because you know obviously Mm -hmm. you don't need that and then what, and it wasn't just race, racially. Um, I did a, um, for Pride Month, I did a rainbow coffee table a year ago because um, I was part of this local Pride um, thing that if you made, it was like a contest, like make a Pride item and you get in the contest and then, you know, you get to debut your item or whatever. And I, I made a really cute rainbow coffee table and the comments that came from that, it was just disgusting. And I made a teacher a rainbow apple once and the stigma of that, like, you know, and it's just disgusting how we have made things so quickly negative, just, yeah. and no positive, you know, who cares? It's a freaking rainbow. Who cares? It's an African flag. Who cares? It's a silhouette of an an Ethiopian queen. Like, is it hurting you? So it is a lonely area and it does come with a lot of stares and eye rolls and laughs and thinks I'm, I'm a joke. Um, but because of that, you know, 
I just keep going. I keep getting louder and I keep doing things. You know, I went to, um, I went to, oh, in Houston, there's a woodworking convention or something. And I had on my logo shirt and he said, you know, of course you would come in here with that hot pink on, you know, you girls always need all the attention. And I'm just like, so then like the next day I came like pink shoes, pink shirt, pink shorts. I had a pink bow in my hair and I had like this light up pink necklace on. I just, right. Like give me a reason to be petty, but also give me a reason to be proud. I'm a girl and I'm black and you're mad about it. Right. Right. So, um, I did. So ironically, there is a group on Facebook. It's a private group. It's called black girls craft. And this, I posted in there a, a bench or whatever. I don't know. I made a, I made something an outdoor table. It's many, many moons ago. And have you ever forgotten what you've made? Hold on sidebar. Have you ever just made something and then forgot you made it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, yeah. So anyways, I made something that I forgot I made and this girl in this group contacted me and she's like, Hey, I'm trying to start a black girls build group, but I need someone who knows how to build. I guess she doesn't build. <laughs> she, she doesn't build, but she had the aspiration to want yeah. to build. Yeah. And she has, um, she has, um, a disability that prohibits her from being able to do heavy lifting and twisting and turning and stuff like that. And, um, actually, and then Katie from women woodworking also has done, um, an interview with her. Her name is Katrina Wilson. And so she comes to me and she's like, yeah, I need a co I need a co-admin to help me with this group, but I don't know how to build. So it'd be kind of dumb for me to call, create a black girls build group. And I can't build. <laughs> she's like, but you know how to build. So would you help me? And I'm like, sure. At first I was like, who is this crazy woman? I'm, right, I'm right. Like, <laughs> and so sure enough, I was like, sure. Started out kind of as a moderator because I didn't trust it. And then, um, it developed into uh, like now what two years now two and a half years we started it in like March of 2020 mm-hmm. and um, so we had 500 attendees in the first like month wow. we thought that we were like freaking out right yeah. 500 people like that's all we thought we would ever get ever right. okay right. like let's be real. we're like 500 people woo we're done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be real honest. We didn't know that there was even 500 women of color builders out there. Let's be real here. Now, mind you, now the group has evolved, but I think now we're a mix of builders and want to be builders and people who just like to observe. Um, People who maybe have bought the tools, but they haven't opened that box. And then the ones who did open the box and they tried it once and then they like psych themselves out. So now the diverse is, you know, all over the board. But when we first started, I mean, it was just like everybody was in there just building like, it was amazing. And I get goosebumps talking about it. And so we were just like 500 people, 500 women of color builders. Like this is all that's in the world, probably. Like we're taking right. <laughs> and then it got bigger and it got bigger and then more people and more people. And then we're just like, <laughs> now there's about 8,000 women wow. of color builders in this group 8,000 women are in this group they post every day they are posting measurements they are posting new items they bought new drills and the key thing that me and Katrina put forth first and foremost is motivate 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 it might be her first time using that table that miter saw she may not know crap about how to angle it get angle right. cuts out of it um but we're here to motivate we're not here to break her down we're not here to tell her she's dumb I had why wouldn't you read the instructions yeah no watch a YouTube video no like tell her how to do it like help her so we don't allow any negativity everybody's motivating everybody even if it's your first build 
you know, even if there is one girl, I think she posted something one time and she immediately just took down her own post because she was like, it's not as good as everybody else's. And Katrina was like, you better put that post back up there right now. <laughs> I don't right now. Right. <laughs> she did. And everybody was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like you, oh my gosh. So I love it. The women are motivating. They teach each other. They coordinate with each other. And amazingly enough, many of them have met outside of the group with each other and helped each other build. I did online classes for them last year. I had women from like San Diego and Illinois and Indiana. And it was amazing. Just a whole page of Zoom faces of all women of color building together. And it was awesome. So I love that group. But it also inspired me to know that I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah. So when I do go to conferences and I walk in and I, I do survey the room and I'll say, all right, there's, there's another gal. Oh, there's another gal. Well, she's blonde hair and blue. And so she, but at least there's two gals in here. Mm-hmm. I don't do it to do racially profiling, but I do it to prepare Yeah, because that tells me what I'm about to be up against. Um, just for walking in, having braids. And right. Eating. Have you um, thought about going to WorkbenchCon? What? Have you thought about going to WorkbenchCon? Oh, no, I haven't. Um, tell me more about it. Um, so it's a com- annual conference. It happens in Atlanta and um, usually February, end of February, start of March type timeframe. Um And it's meant for makers of all kinds, you know, so not just like woodworkers, but all kinds of makers and makers slash content creators. So people who are putting their stuff up on the internet. And I've been, I've been every year. I won't be going for the next three years because of grad school, but every year. Sacrifices. Yes. Um, And the first year, you know, there was like a handful uh, of us women, not very many. And I don't think there were any women of color, but since then, that's shocking for Atlanta. Huh? I said that's shocking for Atlanta. Yeah, but I think not too many people actually live in Atlanta. They go to the conference. There's a few, Um, but now just this this February when I went, like we did, I was part of a whole panel where we did, you know, a presentation discussion for two of the days of diversity in the makerspace. And so, you know, like I was the only white person up there. It was all, it was all um, women and we had uh, one, one man of color up there, you know? So um, there's definitely, it continues to grow. Like there's more and more. Yeah. And I would say like, as far as conferences go for people who like to do things with their hands, um, I would say like probably next year it will get to 50, 50, I would bet. So, I mean, it's something to look into yeah. <laughs> to like feel like there's a space where you can go and feel like much more. Well, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. I'm sure I would assume you are, but maybe you're not following Char, the wooden maven. Um, yes, I am. Yeah. So she's, <laughs> she, in, she, she was supposed to be one of my, uh, people on a panel for finance and woodworking but she was uh her schedule was really busy so but yes hey yes yeah so she she lives in atlanta and so she goes you know she's going every year um 
yeah, Shar's awesome. She's one of my close friends. So that's, um, she's the one who put the whole panel together. So she's passionate about it. She's going to keep, you know, <laughs> banging the drum and being loud and getting more and more people to go for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. But her, I mean, her and I, even this last year, who knows if it will ever happen, but we've put it out into the universe now of like eventually maybe maybe we'll have our own conference someday and maybe the bros won't be invited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Send me an invite. I'm packing up. Let me grab the pink canopy. <laughs> I purposely bought a pink canopy for all of my shows, girl. I was nice. No, I'm a girl. That's right. <laughs> then this lady thought I sold children's clothes and I was like, what? <laughs> Get out. So that's awesome. But yes, that's inspiring. I love when we advocate for ourselves. Yes. Yes. Because nobody else will. Correct. <laughs> well, um, Tyler, we're at the end of our time together. So, what? I so quickly. I know. I want to give you a chance, though, to let people know, like, where to go find you. And especially, <laughs> like, yeah, um, share more about the, the Facebook group, too, so that people um who are listening if they aren't already a part of it um yes. they can find it yes so black girls builds on facebook literally black girls build as okay. it sounds um we had to change the spelling for a while due to some trademark lady that tried to like buy the trademark mm -hmm. but uh we got her back well we didn't get her we took it back anyway um <laughs> so it is now ours we own the trademark of the name but um black girls build you can request you have to ask ask three three questions um and then we i'm very we're very thorough because we want it to be a safe, safe space for women of color so for that meaning um we do kind of review the person's profile yeah. because um we've had some people that are not women of color and then they came in there uh, pretending they were and started some controversy mm. so i i mean i look deep and when i say that like <laughs> if your facebook profiles is of a banana then i'm gonna go to your photos and if your photos are blocked then i can't find anything or you've never been tagged you i'm sorry right. i can't right. you're a banana i can't let you in but you know like if i go a little deeper and i see that you sit next to grandma faye and you know grandma faye you know she's a dark chocolate beautiful queen and you are like sure but it is a safe space for the women and they 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 love that and yeah. um so that's that and then um who am i where am i i'm tyler and then <laughs> tmh personals is on Instagram, CMH personals underscore woodworking. Um, and then um, my Facebook platform, I have a larger Facebook platform that I do on Instagram because when I first started doing this, like everybody followed me on Facebook and I forgot yeah. Instagram was a thing. So now I'm just now playing catch up. Um, so Facebook is just CMH personals. And then um, I also have my own private Facebook group called How To With Tyler. And so I will post things in there just for um, that group gets first info on everything. So if I'm about to drop a class, they get the know first, they get sign up first, registration first. It's kind of like the VAP for my you know, business. Um, if I do raffles, they get in first before I pub uh, publicly display it. So how to with Tyler. And then I also do like little small how to gimmicks in there. 
Um, I'm a huge advocate for scrap wood flips. I will turn anything scrap wood into something beautiful. That's what I'm known for. I mean, people are like, how the heck did you do that? I'm like, oh, well, I found this piece of wood on the ground and I, <laughs> I turned it into a bird. So here yeah. you go. So <laughs> anyway, um, how to with Tyler, that's where you're seeing most of my flips. And then, um, yeah, I'm in Oklahoma city and I have a small shop that I sell my items out of, uh, it's called feathered nest market. It's in Oklahoma City. It's off of 63rd and MacArthur, if you're familiar with the Oklahoma City. And then um, then on my website, tmhpersonals.com. Perfect. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. Do you see how much, hold on, do you see how much do we have to do? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, do you see, like, you, you, have what, you have all these same channels. So it's like. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting today, Tyler. Yes. Really enjoyed it. I did too. And I'm going to look forward to more of your hilarious videos and dancing. <laughs> and um, Oh, and your class. Oh my God, you have to post pictures. Oh, I will, of course. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I'm yeah. looking for that. Congratulations and good luck with your graduate school. You have this. I believe in you. Like, I did it. And you're going for design, so that might be a little easier than accounting. I don't know. But you got it. Yeah. You, you got it. I trust at full faith that you at and like when how long is the program? Mm, it's three years to get the full MFA. Yeah. Oh wow. Three. Yeah. Mine was two and a half. But yeah. Well then let's see what year is 2022, 20, so 2026 when you post your outfit in your graduation <laughs> with your um whatever the hood. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, all right. So again, that was Tyler Hill. I'll include the links on how you can follow along with her, see what classes she has coming up, the work that she's up to um, in the show notes for today's episode. Best places to find that is in the description for the episode on your podcast app. Or if you're watching this on my Freeman Furnishings YouTube channel, you can check the description box down below for that as well. Um, please follow along with the podcast over on Instagram at crafting a revolution. Uh, no spaces or underscores, all one word at crafting a revolution. And also say hey and follow along with your hosts, myself, Katie Freeman at Freeman Furnishings, and my co host, Katie Thompson at Women of Woodworking. A uh, big shout out and thanks to Ashley Minnie, who wrote and produced the theme song for the podcast. We will ba be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, let's go craft a revolution. She, her, fan, they got something they want to say. Solution for